the larger deals we've actually had um built relationships with other syndicators that are um that have been doing this for like years in years um we felt that was the i guess um least risky way to go about it for our investors because we didn't want to just go out and do like some gigantic deal um and be like yeah well we've never done this before but you know <laughs> why don't you just put all your money in here so, uh, you know, partnering with experience is something that we like. Hey there, I am Dr. Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast, where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why? Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Alex Kingman. Alex is the Director of Investor Relations at KGI Capital. Her company helps high income and high net worth individuals invest passively in apartment buildings. Alex, I'm going to stop there uh, because I want you to tell your story. But first, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today and, and taking the time out. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here and uh, I love the the whole concept of the know your why that's a lot of the reason um behind our business and what we do as well so i'm yeah. excited to excited to be here <laughs> awesome awesome well let's let's just start with with your background tell people uh your background what got you started in real estate kind of a little bit of your story and then we'll just go from there sure um so we actually got started in real estate my partner and i um about 6 years ago um we started out a lot smaller than multifamily real estate. We started out um, in, uh, doing a house hack, actually. So it was a three bed, two bath. And uh, there was a little granny unit uh, in the back. Uh, it's con It was connected to the house, but a separate entrance. And it was also connected to the garage. So we rented out the main house, the three bed, two bath. We lived in the granny unit, which was a studio um, and there were just, there were three of us at the time. Now there's four of us in our family, but at the time there were three, but it was still like a small 300 square foot space that we converted, um, between the studio and the garage, we converted into a two bed, one bath. Um, so that was our, our start and we realized how much we liked it. Um, we did like all the work ourselves on that one because my partner is, uh, in the construction industry and more on that, you know, in a, in a, in a minute, um, so from there, we were like, we love it, but we don't love California for investing. So we went out of state, um, started investing in distressed uh, one to four unit properties out of state. Uh, so um, in Jacksonville, Florida, and also in uh, Northern Indiana, and learned a lot from it. Um, my partner being in the construction industry, um, we decided to focus on that heavy, uh, heavy, heavily distressed properties. So he was um, acting as either the GC from afar, the general contractor, or um, or managing a GC for these projects. Um, and it worked out well, but eventually we got to the point where we had a lot of people um, that we would share this with who were interested in getting involved as passive investors. So we, um, we felt that it made more sense from an economy of skill standpoint for ourselves and also for them um, to go bigger and go into multifamily, larger multifamily real estate, larger than one to four units. So now we're looking more in the 
you know, 20 to 100 unit range. Um, and uh, we did a deal, for example, uh, like last year in Oklahoma, um, and that was a 72 unit property. Um, and that one, still the same strategy of heavy value add, anything with a, yeah. a heavy construction component to it, um, but larger numbers of units, bigger bigger numbers when we underwrite, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah now we're just in that space and it's been really awesome and we're just continuing to grow. Love it. So, and it, the, you know, the house hacking is is a is a place where a lot of people, I think, find their start in real estate. I think uh, it, it, you know, talk about it on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Like it's, and and it's a great spot to kind of get your feet wet and and like realize the power of real estate, right? And and yeah. even you know, saying you know, you're you were you had this house hack and you were living in kind of the small part of it, right? Like, yep. <laughs> you know, it, so there's there's some uh, some level of of sacrifice involved in the beginning and and being willing to to give up some of those maybe creature com creature comforts so that you can uh you know set your your vision in in motion i guess and then you know kind of gradually move on from there but it that that progression of house hack to to maybe smaller uh you know com or sorry residential multi and then into you know sort of the larger commercial rent multi is is often the path that people take. What did you, you know, I know you said your partner's in construction. Did you have mentors? Did you, how did you learn this? What inspired you to kind of, to make that progression? I think like, like, it's funny. I mean, I, I house hacked when I was younger, but it wasn't called that. Like I had roommates right. in the house. So it was like, it was just like, I couldn't afford the mortgage on my own. I got roommates. Like, it, so it, it's like, I didn't intentionally do that, but then taking the, like, I, that's an easy thing to fall into, but falling into like a 72 unit is not uh, an, an easy thing <laughs> to do. So how how did that progression work for you? What What was like the strategy along the way? Yeah, I mean, so originally what got us even into it in the first place was um, actually, I have, um, since I was like in eighth grade, I've, I've always wanted to be a, a business owner, an investor, an entrepreneur. I read, um, it wasn't Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It was actually like some random book that came with his cash flow game at the time, oh, really? but I happened to read it on like a spring break because, <laughs> because that was the only book that I hadn't read on the shelf. And, uh, and it totally changed my entire life. And I was like, oh, this is exactly, this is what I want to do. I, I don't want to, you know, be an employee. I want to be on the other side of that, uh, the BI triangle for those of you who have read it. Um, and so I started kind of doing little businesses and, um, you know, investing in the stock market and that kind of stuff while I was in high school. Um, so I already knew that um, I was going to invest and I wanted to invest in real estate once I got to that point, you know, um, that I... I guess could. <laughs> um, and then my partner, his name is Brody. So we're actually partners in business and in life. Um, and he uh, wanted to buy a house. So, and by then we were, you know, adults, we were, well, we were like 20, I think, <laughs> but we were like, all right, let's go, you know, like just barely life. adults. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were just there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he was like, I want to buy a house. And so I was like, well, 
if we're going to buy a house, I'm not buying it unless it's an investment. So <laughs> we decided to do a house hack so that it would be an investment and we'd have a house. Um, so we'd get both best of both worlds. Um, so that's kind of how it got to that point. Um, and then the progression, I guess, from there was um, just continuing to grow. Um, we, you know, we didn't just like go out being like, we want to buy a house and then just like buy a house the next day. Um, we actually spent a couple of years like learning about real estate investing, um, listening to bigger pockets. At the time, I think I had a some kind of like driving job or something. So I was driving a lot and um, I would just listen like all day to bigger pockets and like yeah. take notes and, um, you know, don't do that while you're driving. But, <laughs> but um, I have PSA. a big notebook of notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that got us to that first, that first house hack. And um, yeah, <laughs> from there, it was just continuing to learn, continuing to grow, and then just wanting to continue to go bigger and to, um, we had the vision of, you know, bringing in, in that passive income and um, living life on our terms. That's like a, pretty much why we do what we do and, yeah. you know, why, um, why we bring in investors and like, you know, why we want to help them is we want to help them also do that. So for us, it's just continuing to grow that um, in that direction and like help ourselves and help our investors and basically everyone in the process to to get to that goal. <laughs> yeah. You, you said that, um, you know, your focus is, is heavily distressed, you know, heavy, heavy value add type of assets, right. And, and how are you sourcing them? Cause if you're, you're in uh, Bay area and now you're talking <laughs> about Jacksonville and uh, did you say Ohio was, was another one? Uh, Indiana. And Indiana then, uh, and, uh, and, and then Oklahoma. Yeah. How, how are you sourcing your deals? So that's a good question. <laughs> um, we focused a lot in the beginning, especially on uh, relationships. So mm -hmm. relationships with, um, at, the, at the time, one to four units, you know, agents mostly, um, yeah. you know, now it's more brokers. Um, so building strong relationships with them. Um, we have a couple really good ones um, and they tend to have different deals um, that come up here and there. And then also, um, we actually found a quite a few of our deals just on the MLS, even though it was like the market has been high the last, whatever, five or plus years yeah. um, and continuing to go up uh, until recently. Right. But we, I found, yeah, I, I found quite a few on the MLS and, and we just, you know, put in an offer and, and, and got it <laughs> at the, you know, at the numbers we needed it at. So you know, there's still deals out there, even, even just right there in, um, online. So that, and then uh, with the larger deals, we've actually had um, built relationships with other syndicators that are, um, that have been doing this for like years and years. Um, we felt that was the, I guess, um, least risky way to go about it for our investors, because we didn't want to just go out and do like some gigantic deal um, and be like, yeah, well, we've never done this before, but you know, why don't you just put all your money in here? So, uh, you know, partnering with experience is something that we like to do. So um, we look for our own deals as well with those different strategies, um, you know, and having relationships with people who also have off-market deals. But we also, um, like, for example, the Oklahoma deal we did, that was with another more experienced team. 
And um, they brought, and we just um, had built the relationship and they actually brought the deal to us and said, hey, do you want to jump on this? You know, like Brody has the asset management side, you have the uh, investor side. And so let's, you know, let's collaborate basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, so many important things that you just kind of <laughs> said them like they were nothing, but, but like <laughs> in, it really important. Uh, points I think for people especially that might be early on in their process is is the the relationship building uh just trying to make as many connections as you can and it's like what you're realizing is is with those relationships and connections and and um the network like you don't have to you know house hack is obviously going to be local because you're going to live in it but like that right. doesn't mean that you have to stay only in the market that you live in you can that's not a bad strategy but like there are other ways to do it and so if you're going to be investing from california in florida texas oklahoma indiana uh, georgia that's where i like uh -huh. <laughs> you've got to have relationships uh around that you know and and people to to talk to about you know kind of specific markets or or specific skill sets or or whatever the case may be you know it's about finding partnerships another thing that you mentioned is, is you know finding these these um you know smaller properties up to up to four units and even even bigger than four units you can find on the mls sometimes like there mm -hmm. are yeah uh definitely I, I like i see it all the time for like in in la i i see listings all the time for you know six eight sometimes even bigger um multifamily properties here and those are those are technically commercial properties they have a, a different um set of you know lending rules and things like that and and so you can find them and, and sometimes they're deals because quite frankly the maybe the the realtor who listed them doesn't actually necessarily understand commercial real estate and so it may be uh, not valued in the same way that, or they're they're valuing it the way that they would value a residential property versus mm -hmm. the way that we typically value commercial properties, which is, you know, comps versus NOI or or you know, essentially profit generated by that property. So it, it I, I just like you know kind of the way that you walked through that. There there are a lot of important points and like things that people can take as tips to do just what you're doing right to you know kind of follow follow your path if if they want to and and looking at it from a how, how do we grow standpoint you know i think that those are really truly like the steps that you outlined yeah yeah it, you know for us it was kind of a natural progression um and it kind of we just kind of ended up here we didn't start out with the house hack being like we're gonna be you know we're gonna have 80 units in our portfolio by this time and we're it was more like we liked it and we wanted to do yeah. more of it and then it became you know what it is now so yeah it's it's very doable i think by really anyone who wants to go out there and put the work in <laughs> right right and that that's it it's it's putting the work in it it's not easy you know especially as you um start to grow your portfolio you've got to put you know systems and people in place to kind of have um a a good management system of of whatever those you know whether it's management of the finances management of the individual properties whatever that case may be so so that um that 
having putting those pieces in place as you grow, I think is is really important. Yeah. So you're you're focused on investor relations. So yeah. what is how do you find new investors? Like what 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 strategies are you using to expand your investor database? <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a great question. That's so. That's where I. This is where I love to be is in the investor relations side. Um, I come from a sales and background, a sales and, and marketing background. So um, I, I I love being in this in this position. So um, I do a couple different things um, because I came from a strong sales background, especially um, that has been. Uh, really helpful with, uh, you know, taking those skills and translating them over to what I do now. So, um, uh, I do a lot of, uh, different things. One is, uh, I love people and going out and, and being in person and meeting people that way. I think the relationships are much stronger, um, much, I guess, faster, you know, in a way, but it's not as, uh, scalable, uh, if you're, you know, you can only be in one place at, at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I love to go out and network um, and and just go out and, and meet different people, you know, wherever the um, investors might be or just, uh, you know, active or, or passive. Um, so networking is definitely one that um, I've enjoyed. And I, it's one of my strong suits is just like being around people and talking to them. And, you know, especially in person, that's one of my favorites. So I tend to feel that that's like where I do really well. Um, and I, I say that because I think that these are my strategies that work really well for me, but you have to like, look at your own strengths and be like, what are my, like, what am I best at? What are my superpowers? And then like, go in on those. So for me, you know, talking to people, um, you know, from there, uh, usually from networking, I tend to meet different, uh, uh, investors. And then I just follow up with them afterwards and, we do like a one-on-one -on -one, either on zoom or in person or whatever. And then we just keep in touch from there. Um, and you know, deals or investments or whatever else, uh, end up coming out of that just from, you know, meeting new people, making new friends <laughs> pretty much. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. I love that one. Yeah. Um, another one is, um, LinkedIn. So I'll do, um, I'll share like information about passive investing and, um, you know, different, different things that passive investors really need to know in order to make the smart and good investments. Um, so I try to share information that's really helpful, um, mainly on LinkedIn. And then also I interact with others on LinkedIn. And, uh, I, if I see anyone who, you know, uh, who I find interesting, I just reach out to them like, Hey, you know, like yeah. want to set up time to chat. Um, so kind of just reaching out to people that are, um, in the space and connecting. And, uh, so a lot of it is that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, you know, an email list where I share, um, tips and different, uh, information, you know, for passive investing and more about what, you know, what we're up to with our deals that we have going on, stuff like that. Um, so I like to keep in touch that way as well. Um, so yeah, those have been the main things. I go on podcasts, you know, share what we do and then people reach out. So those have been the main ways I try to, I've tried to just kind of stick to like just a few um, because there are so many ways. And when I was getting started and like really doing more of like sharing who we are and 
you know, it went from, you know, our, us, ourselves doing our own deals to like, Hey, now we, we can bring investors in as well. Yeah. It was like, Oh, well, there's so many options. What do I even do? Um, and I wanted to do them all, but you know, it, you get, you, you build it up over time. Yeah. <laughs> so I like yeah. to just focus on the ones I do best. And I think that, um, others, if, if you're trying to figure out what to do next with, you know, getting your name out there, start with, you know, what you like doing best and what you are good at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, something you said there is is a really important point to make. I mean, there's a lot of emphasis out there on the uh, ability to maybe market and reach investors through social media, you know, because it's at scale, essentially, right? You can mm -hmm. put something out there. And again, and, and it's true. I mean, it, it, it's a value. Certainly, you need to have, uh, it's really hard to have a business at this, this, time in and not have a social media presence at all but at the end of the day when we're talking about syndication like it's a, it's a large investment it, it's a large yeah. investment from these people and they're they're very likely going to want to know you better than just having you know seen that you have posted some things on social media and like right. linkedin or whatever like there and so you, you you know having these you know go to a next networking and then following up with people and having these one-on-one -on -one conversations I think is is incredibly important especially to building like the long-term relationship because the the reality is you don't I mean not that you don't want someone to invest in one of your deals but what you really want is you know to people like find that trust in you and continue to invest in your deals over time and yes. so mm -hmm. it really is a relationship you're, you're making friends with them like there there's a lot to it uh, that goes into it. And so, you know, instead of looking at it as, as, uh, you know, almost like a transaction, you, you do want to look at it as that, you know, sort of relational type of um, interaction. So I, I think you know, the, the way that you described it is, is really great as a, as a way to, to go about it. And, it, and it's the approach of, you know, we're just taking it as it comes kind of, it, it's it's a very good way i think to form investor relationships because you know it's not, not rushed it's not pressured it's not it's like hey let's just <laughs> let's just know each other mm -hmm. and i'll tell you about the things that i'm doing when we have an opportunity you know if you're interested, you're interested in, in that way, you already kind of have that in place. So I think, I think the way you're approaching it is, is, is very smart and, and um, it, it really, I think sets you up for long-term success. Yeah, that's absolutely the goal. You know, we don't, as much as we, you know, obviously want to have each investment, like, you know, filled with investors right away. It's more, it's more, about the long-term relationship really um and it's more fun when you know all you, when you really know your investors and you right. know them in person and yep. uh, it's just way more fun too <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so absolutely it, it works out both ways <laughs> yeah for sure i mean i think it's, you know it's a it's a comfort level you know people talk all about you know know like and trust and it's like if you're you're have you're able to you have like relationship and and, and fun and friendship with your investors like then then you know you've got all three right there that's at that point you've you've moved into that level and that that's what you need to be you know successful in in a uh, syndication space 
yeah um it, it's the the time frame i think you know that we just we talked a little bit about here just about you know sort of not rushing and not pushing deals and things like that the time frame uh i think is is key to have that relaxed attitude yeah you know especially in times like now where you know deal flow is not as high as it was two years ago and you know there, there's going to be shifting markets and things like that and so I think having that ability to just kind of uh go with the flow and 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 move 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 along with your investors through you know the cycle the market cycles I think is is incredibly important too yeah absolutely and I think it's also uh, nice because you can, at least for us, um, like I like to share, um, like a monthly, uh, economic update where I share like, here's what's going on in the market. And like, yeah, it's, it, things are kind of high right now, or things are kind of low. And then, you know, people can see like, oh, okay. If it's higher, I see that now that the deal flow is, you know, maybe less or, you know, it's just a, another way for, for them to be able to learn and, um, and to grow their own knowledge and, be able to make better investment decisions for themselves too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, Alex, I want to switch gears here and, and ask you the questions I ask every guest. And the first okay, one great. is, uh, of course, based on the name of the show, but, uh, I always like to ask everybody, what is your, why what's, what's, uh, what's driving you to, to grow your business towards, you know, bigger, bigger success. So I, I it's funny because, uh, your podcast, uh, description is very similar to my why. So I love, um, I love real estate, but like the, the, the deeper reason is really that I want to, um, live my best life. And I want the people that we work with to also be able to live their best lives. So become their best self, the best version of themselves, um, and, and, and really live the life that they want and, be uh, in control of, you know, those decisions, um, be able to not be limited by, um, you know, their financial, you know, situation or, or a limiting mindset or things like that. You know, you want, I really think that if we all were able to um, strive for the best version of ourselves and like living the, the best life that we can, that this world would be, um, a, a better place. <laughs> um, I think it's wonderful. You know, this world is already wonderful, but I think it could be even, you know, I could think it'd be even more amazing. So, and I think people would be a lot happier if they strove for that. And, you know, I think people forget, like we forget, like we're going to, we're going to die eventually. Like we have, we have this one life. So yeah. um, that's, that's why I do it. I, I really uh, love helping people, I guess, on that, on that journey. Yeah, I think it's it's a uh, it's once you're in it, it's maybe uh, I I feel like once you get in it and you're and you're realizing that it's possible, right? You're realizing yeah. that you can actually, um, you know, construct how you want your life to look and 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 sort of live live that best version of it. Then once you get in there, you're like, oh, I need to tell everybody. I need to, yeah. <laughs> I need to tell everybody and I need to, I need to help everybody also do that for themselves. And it's like, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's empowering and, and, and 
uh, exciting and, and also sometimes frustrating when you feel like you can't get that message across. I think like, there's just like all these things that go <laughs> along with it, but, but just, um, yeah, once you realize what the possibilities are, it's, it's kind of like, oh man, like let's, how, how deep does this go? How far, yeah. <laughs> how wide can we spread this information? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, no, I totally get it. it. It's just like, it gets so, it gets so exciting and you're like look no look this is what we can do like really this is what you like you first think people you know oh, maybe it's too good to be true and it's like it's not easy no like it's and, and that's like not a, it's not easy at all but like at the end of the day like the the ultimate goal is is you know essentially life freedom so i, I think it's great and, <laughs> and you're right eventually it's going to end for all of us and so you might as well have the best version of it as you can in the meantime yeah yeah absolutely and uh i i i think you know you it, it's not necessarily easy but i don't know if you know the other i guess ways of of living i guess if you if you will um are necessarily easy either so right. I, I think we choose our hard yeah agreed agreed yeah it's not there's there's no there's really no easy in life it's it's just kind of you, you get to choose which which version of hard you want um yep. <laughs> which is okay it's fine it's I mean, you know creates growth and in, in challenges created or sorry growth is created in challenge so I, I think it's a uh a very a very great way to sort of look at it look at look at life that way um when people hear this and they want to reach out to you what's the best way alex um i would say either our website or linkedin so our website is um uh, invest with kgi.com and our my linkedin is just my name alex kingman or you could look up our company kgi capital um and just reach out to me you know and, and we can chat more uh happy uh, yeah i'd be happy to chat <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes um tell us something about yourself that isn't common knowledge special skill a hobby anything that you're comfortable sharing let the listeners know you a little better Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I'm a, a mom, so I have two daughters. Um, so that's, that's fun. I love being, I love being a mom. Um, really like, I feel like my life is like business and real estate uh, and then like family and kids. And that's like pretty much all I do. <laughs> and I love it. Um, and I guess, also, uh, I love doing like um, creative things as well, like um, writing music, writing songs, singing and songwriting. So um, that or being outside, going on hikes, camping, nature. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Sounds like a, a, a pretty well-constructed life. I like it. Uh, uh, final question for you, Alex what piece of advice would you give to someone who who wants to get started they're, they're hearing this they're um you know kind of inspired by your journey what would you tell them to get them going well let's see to get started um for me at least whenever i want to get started in something i just um try to just do it like the whatever is like the first step I try to just like go do it even if it's like really bad or like I just don't worry about it I just like I'm like I'm just gonna go do it and then I just go do it and then I adjust after that so I'd say for people who are just getting started um 
whatever that first step is, like just just break it down and then take that first step. Like don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Cause I know some people it's kind of sad, you know, like they've been thinking about it for like years and years and years and they just never take the step. Like they know so much because, you know, they're in that like learning uh, analysis paralysis and they never, they never get there. Um, and that's, you know, it's like, well, why learn all of this if you never use it? So um, action is, you know, action is, is important. <laughs> so yeah. that, and then don't stop if it's something that you want. Like if you have a strong why for it, don't give up. Even if it feels like you're failing, a lot of times it's going to feel like you're failing. Um, you know, it, it just, it just will, like you're growing, you're going to make mistakes. You, you, you learn from them. Um, but if you just keep going, you'll, you'll find a way to get through it and it'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, not giving up, it sounds like such a, like, Oh, just don't give up, you know, but it's, it's a lot of the very, very successful people uh, that I know who have been mentors to me in the past, uh, et cetera, they just didn't give up. They, they told me like, yeah, there were times where like, I don't, you know, we, I almost went bankrupt twice and I just like figured it out. I just didn't stop. Um, yeah. so just keep going once you start. Yeah. yeah so true. <laughs> Take action and don't quit. Right. Like that's it. That's it. That, that's the, that is success right there, right? That's the, yeah. the secret to success. Very simple, Take, not necessarily easy all the time. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah, it's, it's easy to stay, or yes, yeah, simple, simple concept, but, but, you know, difficult to execute. And, and it, and it's, I mean, it, it I guess the whole reason, the whole reason behind this podcast, you know, sort of being what it is, being called what it is, is for those hard times. Like, it's, yes. it's for that, like, like it's those that's what gets you like having a strong why is what gets you to take action it's what gets you to not quit when things you know kind of punch you in the face it, it's like you know that 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 is just ultimately if you don't quit then it it's not over like you 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 can you can get through like just keep going and, and it applies mm -hmm. to so many things in life and um I think that that's a great you know sort of message to uh put out there as your advice you know to take action and, and don't give up it's just in it again yeah sounds you know simple but not easy but it but it but it is truly the recipe for success so. yep agreed <laughs> uh so cool alex thank you so much for coming on the show uh really appreciate you taking the time sharing your story um i'm sure people are going to love this i think uh your um perspective and, and attitude towards all of us, I think is actually very refreshing and genuine. So, so thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I really uh, enjoyed our conversation as well. <laughs> uh, folks listening, I know you're going to love this episode. Make sure you um, find Alex on LinkedIn or, you know, we'll have everything in the show notes. Uh, and please like, rate and review the show so we can get more great guests like Alex. And thank you all for listening. Hey there, I am Dr. Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast, where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why?